Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. It's a little-known fact that Batman has had many, many Robins in his 80-year career. Among those forgotten Robins are Stephen Bauer, Salvatore Barrera, Kent Daw, Doring Heineson, Daniel Sheldon, Cheryl Annette Baker, and David Marble, who was actually Robin in the first week of January 1988. Oddly enough, none of them are dead, but no one knows where they are. However, this one goes out to them. Spoilers theme song. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, 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 the Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Welcome to issue 489 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Major Spoilers experience. Rodrigo is still out. I think he comes back next oh, week. No. I think he's back from his extendo <sighs> vacation. And he is back next Man, week. I wish I could take as much time off as he did. Yeah, but he saves it up throughout the entire year. I don't mean that year. in a horrible... That's what I'm saying. I don't mean that in a horrible sort of, Rodrigo takes too much time. I really wish I could take a vacation for like a week or two. And you know what? He's at, yeah, but you I had like a three-month vacation when you were in between jobs. I was unemployed. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a vacation. That's a vacation to some people. And <laughs> it was I a paid vacation, too. Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I still had two jobs during I, that time. I, uh, I, I had this time off. Uh, the, the university is closed. Yeah. They make an official close that we closed on that Friday afternoon. I took half a day off on Friday because I was trying to do some last minute Christmas shopping since the apocalypse didn't occur. And, um, and it's been closed until the 2nd of January when we all had to trudge back to work. So we were off for like a week, week and a half, something like that. Pretty good. But I didn't get, it was no vacation for me. I cleaned up more of the office. This yeah, looks, looks better now. Looks nice. Um, Zach and I shot a bunch of video stuff one day. Mm -hmm. Uh, the kids were out a day. I spent one day shoveling snow multiple times with my snowblower. Seven I bought and that. a half inches. Is that how we much had, we got? That's what it said yeah. in the news tonight. Um, I, I believe it because, so uh, much. last year, yes, last year I, my back got so sore from shoveling all the time and I was like, I just can't do this. I'm going to have to get a snowblower. Mm -hmm. And then last year in 2012 or whenever, when we had, well, I guess it was 2011, when we had that uh, snowstorm that uh, dumped like eight inches yeah. on there, I got it that day that the storm was coming in nice. and I got one of the last snow blowers <laughs> and it was great. Saved my back. And this year I was really concerned because I was like, man, I didn't get to use my snow blower at all this year. It's been sitting out there oh, all lonely. Oh, and then in the last day, <laughs> last day of the year, boy, we get dumped on. And I went out three different times. My wife called at noon and said I was, she was going to go pick up the kids and uh, come home. And I was like, well. There's a couple inches out there. Let me go out there and clean the driveway off so she doesn't slip and slide trying mm -hmm. to get into the garage. Got that cleaned off and it's so fast. Yeah. Everybody needs to get a snowblower. I mean, I had that driveway. Normally, if I was shoveling that, it'd take about an hour. Yeah. It took like 15 minutes to get the entire nice. driveway and sidewalks clean. And then towards the end of the day, my wife was like, um, I think you probably need to go take care of that again because it's getting kind of deep. And I thought the snow was tapering off. And I was like, okay, sure, fine. We'll try to get some pizza delivered or something. Pizza didn't deliver because oh, of the storm. Really? So I did it again. And then this morning, the next morning, I was needed to go to the gas station to take care of a, a air pressure in my tires. Mm -hmm. 
And I opened the garage door and there's another three inches on the yeah. ground. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. So I got it out again. So I've got to use it three times. Look at that. So you know what I do for my snow removal? I just put it, it's in our, it's in our uh, contract that our landlord does all of yeah, it. Yeah, they bring yeah. their just huge tractors. Yeah, most, like, most apartment complexes, all, that's the The law. place we lived before, it was like, do your own crap. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and when I was renting a long, long time ago, the rental agency would take care of it, but it may take them because they were managing so many properties. It may take them oh. a day and a half to get to you. Yeah. So there were often times where I was borrowing a shovel from somebody across the street and shoveling that mm. sidewalk as a kid. But yeah, yeah. Ugh, I hate shoveling still. Matthew, did you get seven and a half inches? Oh, no. Did you, How much snow did you get? Oh, inches. okay. Uh, that's not that's nothing. That's nothing. Nice. Nothing. I don't mind okay. the snow. Uh, I hate it. Because it's cold, but it was a nice snow. Like it, it is. wasn't like it, like the snow yesterday wasn't like yeah. swirling and yeah, crazy yeah. blizzard. It was like I walked outside to go get some stuff for last uh, for New Year's Eve, and uh, it was it was gentle and nice. Yeah, yeah. It was quiet. I was like, oh, if I liked winter, yeah. this would probably be really nice. But I don't. So I, I love I love winter when you get that first blanket of snow, right? And mm-hmm. it's nice and crisp on the ground, and it's white. Yeah. And I love it up until the point where the cars drive through it and then it becomes a muddy, dirty, mm-hmm. gross looking experience. And it's right. like, eh, I'm done with, I'm done with snow at that yep. point. I love gray the concept. Hate disgusting. the cold. Yeah. It's gray and disgusting slush. I hate it. I hate it. Did Matthew, did you have a car wreck this week? Uh-uh. Oh, cause your Facebook page had a picture of a van. I thought was yours. That was all mangled up. And I thought maybe you were in a car wreck. Oh, that's a years and years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, I was I was going through my email because I had twenty two pages of Stephen, and I'm like, do I really need all of to them? Know what's all of them unanswered and unread. <laughs> I might add, many of them in the spam folder. Actually, <laughs> but um, no, that's a, a car that had crashed in two thousand six or so. It was basically a uh, van versus uh, curb sort of thing. Oh, okay. For which I give the person who was driving endless amounts of hell, too, because it was kind of funny. Was it you driving? Once I got over the fact that my friend was totally new. Oh, okay. No. Well, glad you weren't in a car accident. Um, I am, too. Let us get to Zach on film. Yahoo! Zach on film. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, actually three or four weeks ago, Zach had reviewed uh, Avengers Arena. Yep. And he had commented, it's very much like that movie. And I think you were making a reference to uh, the Hunger Games. Games. And everyone's like, oh, Zach, don't you know it's Mm -hmm. Battle Royale? In fact, one of the covers is the Battle Royale. But Zach had never seen the film. No. And I happened to, well, I didn't have a copy. I still can't find my copy. But I had you get it off things. the iTunes. I actually got it. My copies at is it Hastings? I think so. Yeah, I, my, my, my disc said Steven Schleicher on it. <laughs> I didn't give it to you because I just didn't think it was necessary. So what you do? Buy, uh, you rented it from Hastings? Yeah, or? I rented it from Hastings. They had and it's it there. the uncut. Yeah. Okay. It was the director's cut. Oh, the director's cut. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Okay, so Battle Royale. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I've never seen it, but the give us a breakdown. Weird. Give us the breakdown of the story. All right. So, future of Japan. Craps hit the wall. Government is fed up with kids not going to school and being jerkwads to everyone and authority. So they come up with this thing called the Battle Royale Act or some legislation where it's pretty much um, you're going to kill each other. Well, <laughs> to, keep, to keep the kids in line. <laughs> but, okay, here's my problem with that. It seemed, okay, so the movie starts and they're kind of doing... Uh, one of the first scenes is a news reporter like, like oh, she, they're the last right, ones right. here, last ones here. And they show this just blood-drenched mm-hmm. girl in the teddy bear like smiling. Right, oh, right. she's smiling. And so it's like, oh, okay, so everyone knows about this battle royale and these right. kids are killing each other. But then when they choose the class for that battle royale of that year and they get them into the building, none of the kids have any idea what the frick's because going it's, on. Because it's not a televised show, Right. But, These kids are. It's first of all, it's random, right? right? It's random. So kids don't know what they're, what they're, which group is going to do it. They just know it's this class range, uh-huh. ninth graders or something like that. Um, and so the idea is these kids go to this island, and every day an update comes out from the island of who's alive and who's dead, and that's right. what gets out to the rest of the world. So people know that people are dying until the very end when they. They're rushing the island to find out who the sole survivor is or right, when the right. sole survivor comes out. 
my impression was that it was a way to keep these kids in line oh, yeah, because you could be that group of kids that gets taken and put into the battle royale and you could die. Right, right. And so that's supposed to kind of keep all the kids in line. So mm-hmm. they do freak out when they get to the island and they're I, told you they, have they to freak, kill one of them. I think they freak, yeah, because they, they explain what they have to do. I think that Fred freaked out. But it seemed to me that it wasn't like, oh, crap, we are the ones selected and we know what's already to happen. It was like once they explained what was happening, then they freaked out, which wasn't a big thing. Which it, right. I might have just read it wrong. Well, but in the other thing, too, that uh, they're essentially kidnapped, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. No, they, their bus they're going is, on a, they're going yeah, on a on class a field trip, trip, and right. they completely gassed, like, the 41 right. kids and their teacher. So they don't know what's going on. Right. They don't know that that is how you're taken and put into into the competition. Well, yeah, so true, in their true. minds, there's yeah, just a bunch of crazy terrorists have just shoes. have just kidnapped us, and we don't know what's going mm-hmm. on until they finally are told... Welcome to the Battle Royale. And then they're like, oh, my God, we're going to have to kill one another. Does that make sense? This is like the in in the movie. This is like the 50th year they've been doing it, too. Right. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like the I'm sure what's happening. Right. So then I thought. You're kind of breaking up there, Matthew. Better, worse. Yeah. Now you're okay. Stop your stop your downloads of your pornography. Jeez. Hey, that's not pornography. <laughs> it's just it's anime. Um, <laughs> uh, well, so then I thought, like, oh, oh maybe no, wait, this is, is maybe the uh, <laughs> the uh, the news thing was like in the future, and this was the first one. But then the mystery kid is like, oh no, I've done this before. I'm like, oh, so that wasn't a big issue. It's just something that ran through my head, but that happened. So eventually, uh, what ends up being their old eighth grade teacher, this mm-hmm. class. Um, gives them all the instructions of you are going to kill each other and you have these collars around your neck that we we know what you're going to do, where you are, and if you start jacking around with the game at a push of a button, we can blow this collar up and you will die. Which happens right. in about the first 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah. Because one of the boys that... uh actually stabbed the teacher when mm-hmm. they were in eighth grade mm-hmm. starts acting a foo mm-hmm. and uh, he's like okay just take care of him tick, 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 tick. I'm like oh crap yeah, yeah and it's not like a huge explosive hurt everyone around you explosive no it's just blowing out your throat yeah yeah, yeah. just 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 it's very controlled mm-hmm. which is terrifying and then he stabs he throws a knife and stabs a girl in the forehead because she's whispering during the video mm-hmm. what's that video was freaking like they're like oh yeah, yeah, yeah everyone's yeah. here we're going to kill each other now yeah, yeah like oh dang this is terrifying so eventually uh this group of once they start as 39 kids plus two uh random students mm-hmm. who none of them no one really knows who they are but they are also part of the game and uh so they set out and i mean they kids start uh some kids take it differently some kids go right away and they start uh one of the main characters they follow out runs out and a girl runs up to him and has an arrow through her neck because one of the first boys shot her with his compound bow that he happened to have in his bag Mm -hmm. and uh some kids take it differently there's a couple kids they jump off some cliff because they just can't have they don't have it in them to Mm -hmm. kill anyone um there's a band of boys that try to overthrow the game mm-hmm. and uh take it apart which they they succeed pretty much i mean yeah because they're they trying die. to block the collars yeah, yeah trying to block the collars and and it happens and then well then the other kid kills them yeah some some kids decide to team up together yeah, like there's that group of girls that yeah, are in the compound the house and then and then that falls apart really quick it, mm-hmm. it was uh overarching that was really violent and then you had different sections of the movie would focus on different characters uh, one of the somewhat unpopular girls starts just brutally murdering, murdering everyone, and uh, it was it was bloody. So what do you, what do you take away from this? I mean, um, and I, it's been a while. It's been such a long time since I've seen this. I was going to yeah. try to watch it before our discussion, but um, you know, the girl that is in um, that's in Kill Bill. The I mean, she's the really psychopath girl that's in uh, this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, she's just 
will do anything and everything to try and kill her opponents. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she yeah, revels yeah. in the killing. And totally, there's a couple of totally. them that really get off on the killing. Yeah. One of the one of the transfer student kids is he actually volunteered yeah, yeah, to volunteered. be in the game. Mm-hmm. And so he is just like Rambo and just taking people out yeah. with his machine gun, which never ran out of bullets. <laughs> never ran out of bullets. Don't know how that worked. But and of course you had a it's, it's the future. Well, of course. Things are different. And then, then, of course, you also have a love story developing between the main female and male protagonist. um, Yeah. Where they decide at the end that they're going to escape off the island. Right. And they do. They do succeed. And um, and then they go into the underground, which kind of sets up Battle Royale, too, I guess. I've never seen that. Which I've heard. Um, The ending I think in Battle Royale, too, they have to kill each other in order to save the youth center. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Uh, From what I read about Royale 2, it's a new class of students comes, Mm. and then the subplot is those two trying to take out the game while the other kids are also. Shua and uh, Noriko are the two. Yeah. They're declared fugitive murderers. Right. Last seen on the run at the end of the game. So, have you watched the director's cut? I have. That's the one that I saw. Okay. So, like, they had those, like, three Requiem scenes at the Mm -hmm, end. mm -hmm. Those were weird. Mm hmm. One of them, yeah, the um, one of them sequence the, where the teacher and... Yeah, that's what ended it. That mm-hmm. was really weird. And I was just like, what the F? Yeah, where he kind of has a uh, thing. Yeah, he totally has a thing. Which you get from the origin, the theatrical cut of the movie mm-hmm. when he draw, does that painting of all the kids dead, but right, she's right, right. like sitting in the middle like some like angel, and mm-hmm. he's if he's going to die, she, he wants her to kill him, Yeah, which doesn't happen. Um, There's just a lot of... The more, like, the ending kind of made me like, what the F? And then I just kind of thought about it for, like, the next, like, day and a half just about the movie. And there was just, just a lot of interesting characters and just the, oh, the over, like, theme of the government controlling the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Have you ever read the book um, Lord of the Flies? Mm-mm. Matthew, give him a breakdown of Lord of the Flies, please. Lord of the Flies is actually one that we had to read in high school. Yeah. Um, and I believe Lord of the Flies has to do, is it a shipwreck? Yeah, it's a plane wreck or a shipwreck. I forget I which one. Your downloads are interfering with your. <laughs> let me turn off, let me turn off this. Yeah, why don't you turn off that? Yeah. There you are. See if that's messing things up. Nah, it's, it's you. <laughs> Go on. So, Lord yeah. of the Flies, uh, this uh, else. shipwreck, plane wreck, something. These kids get washed up on an island. All boys. Yes, and they are marooned on an island. And basically, it is the short version of the breakdown of society. Right. They start by living all together, and then somebody decides to be in charge, and then the individuals start fighting against the group, and then things get wacky, and eventually, people end up dying horribly. Yeah, poor Piggy. And Piggy gets murdered. Poor Piggy. Yeah. And it just turns into a an all-out, let's kill the weak. Yeah. You know, let's uh, the strong yeah. shall uh, overcome the weak. And to an extent, you can take Lord of the Flies and you can extend it into Battle Royale mm-hmm. to where they're forced into this situation where they have to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but you start to see allegiances and alliances and you start to see the society breakdown occurring um, in this l- limited situation. Of what's going on and the fact that I don't know uh, you've seen this movie Matthew or not um I watched a little bit of it but it was one of those things where I was watching TV and doing something else at the same time oh, okay, okay and I can't I can't watch something subtitled unless I'm focusing on it yeah that'd be hard so I'm familiar with how it goes I've seen you know bits and pieces of it here and there and of course you've seen the trailer so <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen the trailer. Plus, uh, I read Avengers Arena number one, which I heard is exactly like it. Well, you know, I guess part of the the message here is that, given any situation, people are going to just kill each other no matter what, yeah. and very few people are going to redeem themselves <laughs> and do the right thing. I mean, the character of I think her name is uh, uh, Kiriyama is, is the is the girl. I want to say. Um, yeah, the girl who survives. No, 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 no. The girl that's the psychopath that will do anything, including using sex as her weapon to kill 
Yeah, um, her enemies. Her. That's her. Um, Kazuo Kiriyama. Yeah, it is. She is just. She is probably the. I don't want to know. I don't want to say she's the scariest character in cinema. Oh wait, no, no. Mitsuku. Is Doesn't it, she have Mitsuku? like a, a brain injury? What did you say, Zach? Mitsuku is the girl. Is the one who I'm thinking? Yeah, the girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she has a brain injury or brain. I mean, at one point, she I think she gets stabbed in the brain in the head or something. Do you remember Zach? Um, but she doesn't. She doesn't start out. I'm looking at the. I'm because not all of the. That was one thing I think I want to try to find either the novel or the manga Mm because I feel like there's a lot of backstories. The okay, so that that didn't get to get played out in the movie. Because of due to time and all the different characters, that I think would probably get fleshed out more in the manga. And I, don't, I again, I've not read the book, but I've got the entire, and it's a mega volume of manga of mm-hmm. this. I think it's like twenty-two volumes. Yeah, I was looking at Amazon; it's huge. And uh, well, that's what... a lot more sex, a lot more nudity, uh-huh. a lot more graphic Yay. sex, um, because <laughs> Miriyuma uses sex as her weapon, um... and it gets pretty, yeah. you know. She's letting some guy, some. she's having sex with some guy, just nice him right as he's having an orgasm. Yeah. And it's, wow. yeah, it's, it's pretty Lots intense. Time to knife people. I guess, <laughs> um, you know, I think it would also be interesting. It's interesting that you said you're interested in reading the, uh, the book because, um, there is so much more that goes on in the manga than in the movie right. because of time constraints and various other right, reasons. Right, right. I wonder if this would be a good um, examination. Cause you know, this, I think it even, I think, uh, we mentioned before that it was also a, um, stage play. Whoa. Um, Holy crap. Yeah. So it's, it's a book. It's a, it's a manga. It's a movie. And I believe it's a stage play. I may be wrong on that Good one. Lord, it's a breath. Insane. It may be a breath mint, <laughs> uh, a bloody, bloody breath mint. Um, tastes like copper. Um, but, uh, it, uh this might be something, as an interesting examinations act to go through and say, how does the, how does the story get adjusted based on the medium that it's in, Mm -hmm. right? To examine in film, you, you've got a time limit or you've got a kind of a self-imposed time limit. Sure. You could make a six hour movie, but no one's going to sit through a six hour movie or a 20 hour opera. Yeah. Um, and you can only go so far with the violence. Now, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is one of my big complaints or one of my big concerns is that I'll go, especially with um, um, Citizen Kane is I say, this is a, a very important movie for people to watch. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, why? It's because, well, all those things that you see today have their origin point here. Yeah. And, and Battle Royale is kind of the same way. I had, I had seen, I don't remember when did Saw come out, Matthew? 2006, maybe. So Battle Royale came out in 2000 and the first Saw movie was the one where it really had a lot of, I thought, gory violence yeah. in it, mm-hmm. right? Battle Royale, I think, surpasses Saw, right? And Saw <laughs> yeah. came out before, I'm sorry, Battle Royale came out before Saw. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this on DVD, right. I sat there and watched it at home and I was like, oh my God, no wonder this movie has never been released in the United yeah, States yeah. because, oh my God, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's intense, it's... I mean, it's intense. It's it's graphic. It is. I mean, just everything. The story is good. Yes. Uh, but it is just so intense for audiences. And unfortunately, one of the big reasons why it was never released here in the United States is that it was released at the around the same time that Columbine happened. And oh, so they were like, uh, with everything yeah. that's going on at Columbine, there's no way we are bringing this yeah, to the United States. Bad. So that's one of the reasons it never mm-hmm. made it to the United mm-hmm. States. I mean, now you can get it on DVD and, yeah, and yeah. iTunes and all of that. Um, but this is one of the first times that I'd actually seen that level of bloody violence in any kind of media. Yeah. Um, I guess RoboCop to an extent you had some, but not over the top, like the way battle Royale is. No, it's, it's intense. And so this being the first time you've seen this movie, did it come as a shock to you? (laughs) There's, there's definitely some, uh, scenes of shock the the neck collar yeah was that shock it was quite shocking and then when 
the crazy transfer student lopped off a kid's head mm-hmm. and then stuck a grenade in his mouth and mm-hmm. then threw it through a window mm-hmm. to try to kill some people. That was quite shocking. Mm-hmm. Does, um, does the girls going at each other was also shocking. The ones that were holed up in the house together yeah, yeah. where they were when, poisoning when she each po- other. When she poisons that girl and yeah. she like throws up like her guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. All of her guts. Yeah. Yes. Um, but when you watch a movie like... I don't know. What's another over-the-top violent movie? When you watch the Saw movies, mm-hmm. or have you seen Driver? Did you see that Driver oh, movie? Drive, yeah. You know, where he's uh, stomping oh, yeah, that yeah, guy to death at the end? Yeah. Are you, and again, you kind of watch these out of order, are you more or less desensitized to the violence in Battle Royale after you've seen the Saw movies and Drive and some of these others? Kill Bill. Probably. Um. Yeah, I think, yeah, because, I mean, I mentioned those, like, three instances where it was like really shocking just because like just what was happening was right. i've never seen that before but i think overall probably desensitized a little bit i mean i'd watched django unchained like six hours before that and that is a bloody mess <laughs> and then uh yeah Especially i mean but probably at the end when somebody knocks down the tower sure Django <laughs> because different different Django, uh, different Django. uh crap probably too i would say probably to an extent i think um we probably see i would i mean probably just a little bit but i was still pretty horrible yeah but so if you were to now put yourself in if you would have seen this movie in 2000 would you have oh. been able to say and this would probably have been your first exposure to anything oh, yeah. like I would that have been nine so when you went to go see saw or when you went to go see Kill Bill. He yeah. couldn't see Saw. Could see. He could see Saw when he was nine. Sure, he could. He That's was like thirteen the... when Saw came out. Yeah. He would not be able to see Saw. Yes, he would. He'd be. He, he was actually on the seesaw. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, do you see, see how? Do you saw see how six. there's that progression of here is this defining moment of violence, uh, of violent cinema. Oh, Although yeah. people could say, you know, you could even go back and say the Bonnie and Clyde scene, no. their death scene, is an over the top violence, yeah. but or that. The ending of uh, the Wild Bunch. Yeah. I mean, you could look at all of those, but I mean, you get to this point and then you're like, okay, now we're putting two people in a room and we're asking them to cut off or kill each other in order to get out. Oh, or yeah. now we're looking at oh, um, no, I can't this scene where like. there's a sword fight in the um, House of the Lotus Blossom yeah. or whatever it is, and we're just killing people left and right. And you can see where some of these things kind of start and build mm-hmm. and, and kind of get bigger and bigger and bigger as we go on. Uh, yo, yeah, totally. I think if this would have been allowed to release in theaters in America when it came out, it, it totally wouldn't have been wide release. There's just no freaking way. Yeah, I think it'll, yeah. Um, um, it'll it, be interesting to see because I'm almost certain that they are doing an American version of this after the Hunger Games did well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, I no, think it will be certainly. interesting to see what an American sensibility does and what they do and what they don't well, do. Well, what's going to be funny is. American Battle Royale. But here's what's going to be funny. They do a, a Battle Royale, or even if they were to wide release this, I have a feeling most audiences would say, oh, well, all they're doing is ripping off the Hunger Games. Oh, totally. So having <laughs> watched both of those movies, where do you see similarities and where do you <laughs> see differences? And do you see where one could possibly be have influenced the other? Oh, Oh yeah, when I was watching this, I was I was telling my girlfriend about it because she loves the Hunger Games. Oh, I was, like, was going to ask, did you make your girlfriend watch Battle Royale with oh, you? Oh, good lord, no! I was I just explained like three parts. So I was like, I was like, no, it was not even an option. Like, okay. this never would have happened. Okay. Um, yeah, you can totally tell where they um, took. She, I think. Well, I'm assume she took influence from, and then probably lightened it for little kids. Um, like uh, she swears she never heard of it. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's swears, the weird thing is, is that she weird. swears up and down that yeah. she never heard of this. Like uh, selecting the kids, the selecting of the kids actually had purpose right. in Hunger Games. Right, this is your food. This is just like random. Right. This is happening to keep people in line. Right. Um, a guy and a girl both survive the game at the end, mm-hmm. just like the Hunger Games. Um, I think a lot of the character moments kind of reflect some of the Hunger Games. Um, yeah, you can definitely tell. I mean, if she didn't, that's great, but there's a lot of similarities. From a, a cinematic standpoint, mm-hmm. from the cinematography, from the editing, from the pacing, what can you take from Battle Royale and use to your advantage going forward? Um, first off, I thought of, if I'm ever going to make a really hyper-violent movie, make it in Japan. 
because the rating on this movie in Japan was no one under 15. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which was like, well, you should probably go to Japan and make a hyper-violent movie. Um, what did I say? I oh, mean, um, were there any sequences of, or were there any moments that you were just like, oh, how cool is that? I think there was a lot of just like character moments that they played out really well through uh, editing and they like pick it up really quick and then they drop it. Um, one of the sequences towards the end when the main uh, girl I've been following through the whole time was running out to meet the main boy. I always forget their names. And, but there was also a girl chasing her and the crazy sexy yeah, yeah. girl. Right. She's about ready to shoot him. Right. And then it's ramping up to this higher thing. And then she just like runs away. And the director of the game sitting there with an umbrella mm-hmm. and gives it to her. Like that was so freak. Like that was freaking weird. And I had no idea what was going on, but it built it up into a way that, uh, to the editing that is like, Oh shit, she's going to die. <laughs> like yeah, she's yeah. dead. Yeah. And then, they do, they show the crazy girl's face and she's like, gets terrified and just takes off. Right. And then they finally go, they do a wide shot of her and the director. So I think the editing was, I mean, the editing was really well done. Okay. So you can use some of that to heighten drama and, oh, yes. uh, I forget, this was a limited palette, wasn't it? Wasn't it like almost black and white? That's what I want to say, but maybe not. Uh, I just seem to remember that, that, that it, I don't everything think was, was a muted tone. It was totally really muted okay. now that I think about it. Which kind of made some of the violence maybe even more graphic. I don't. I don't remember. It's again. It's been so long since I've watched that that stuff. But I always remember it in my mind. Well, have, that it was I more the, black uh, and white than color. The morning after I watched it, I ordered. I ordered the deluxe version off of Amazon. Oh, did so you? It's, it'll be here on Thursday. Through that link at majorspoilers.com. Oh, of course, com and that and more movies. Get a little uh, kickback from us and listeners if you want to go pick up a movie or many, many, many other movies uh, that uh, Young Zach may be watching in the weeks and months to come. Head over to Majorspoilers.com, click on that Amazon.link, go ahead and buy it. It'll still cost you the same amount, still get you at the same time, so whatever really shipping cheap. that you do, it's really like $17 cheap. $17 I actually had to order from Japan to get mine. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, actually, I had to find a person who was like an intermediary because you can't order it directly from the Japanese yeah, reseller, yeah. so you had to go through someone else, third-party person. Yeah. That's how I get all my- Now you're on a list. Probably. I mean, <laughs> Probably. that's. I mean, it's really weird because um, when that movie came in, it was basically wrapped in a brown paper, like butcher paper, like a uh, grocery sack paper, mm-hmm. written on there in handwriting, stamped <laughs> all with all the stamps, and it was tied up with twine. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And and even the the stuff that I've uh, imported from China, the Feng Sai Yuks and, and other stuff- have come in that way where it's just you can tell it's an individual who has done that. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see those come in. But yeah, listeners, uh, Amazon.com, that link over at Major Spoilers, a little bit comes back our way. And we appreciate everyone who uh, who buys through that because it floats money back our way and allows us to do some great things. And you may, listeners, be getting a hint of things to come uh, with Major Spoilers in the year 2013. So Final verdict, Zach, on Battle Royale. You said you liked it so much that you bought the movie. Yes. Um, is this something? Is this something that uh, you would recommend to all film students or people who are interested in film? Yep. I think the the uh, violence and how they handled the violence in a way that it could have just been over the top, just for the sake of being over the top. But the fact that they can put a. Uh, a solid through line with so many characters mm-hmm. and have a commentary on social breakdown and government and stuff through it. I think um, from a storytelling aspect, it's great. And then how that translates onto film is worthwhile. Do uh, Matthew, do uh, subtitles bother you when you're, when you're watching movies? No, actually they don't. Um, I actually prefer a subtitled movie to a dubbed movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At, at least if I'm if I'm trying to, you know, enjoy something as a dramatic experience because even if I don't speak Japanese, I do speak the secondary cues of the language. So if somebody is is over there and they're like hakute, you know, okay, that that gives me some concept and when somebody screams out, they're like tore, you know, you understand the basic gist of what's going on. And then you can just read what they said off the screen. You get that mm-hmm. performance and you get all of the, the secondary nonverbals or I guess the vocalizations and the nonverbals in there. Yeah. But what about just a, but, a normal conversation between two French people? 
Same thing. Okay. Yeah. You want the French people to be like, je m'appelle Monsieur Beaufort. Yeah. I, uh, you want, do, you want to hear that. Do subtitles bother you, Zach? Um, point of contention. Well, he's only been reading for like five years. Well, that's true. Um, some of my friends like watching subtitled movies that are actually in English because they feel like they can, I don't know. So I freaking hate attention it. more. I freaking hate it. Oh, so it. They, they turn on, they, they turn, turn on, on the, the subtitles. subtitles. Like we'll be watching like the social network or something. Like, yeah. Oh, we got to turn the subtitles on. Like, they're speaking English, guys. They're Maybe just, they need their hearing checked. They're like, oh, the you, just, you, just, you, just, you just dropped so many... Is this Jira that oh, does it? Frick, yeah. <laughs> like, you just dropped... I just, I just dropped so many lines. I can't understand them. I was like, dude, just listen. And yeah. I don't... We don't watch movies a whole lot together anymore. But he, if he's watching with me, he won't watch them with subtitles on anymore, which is nice, and I thank him for that. But um, if it's in English, I don't watch with subtitles because it's annoying. Um, anything else, I'm... I'd rather watch it with subtitles. I liked what I'm fine with watching subtitles on this. Uh, what else? I watch subtitles. The other, the girls, dragon tattoo, original movies. What's, I watch with subtitles. What's really odd for me when I watch a subtitle movie and I, and I prefer the natural native, uh, the native language uh, as opposed to a dub, just like you, Matthew. Mm-hmm. But what's really weird yeah. is crap. And I forgot the movie that it happened in. It was one that came out or that I watched recently. Crap. It. Um, <laughs> but Oh, M, uh, the movie M, uh, it, oh. the silent movie, Rodrigo and right. I are talking in the about original it. Chinese. No, in the original German, uh, <laughs> it is, you get into the movie so much that at the end where he's pleading for his life at, at in front of the court of thieves, every time I think about that, I think of that sequence in English, hearing him in English mm even though I know I was reading a translation and hearing him in German. And that'll often happen too when I'm watching the a Chinese movie, a yeah. Japanese movie, a Battle Royale, you know, whatever. Um, what's the other one that I that I watched recently that was really good? Um, I'm going to watch Red Cliff here in a couple of weeks. Um, oh, Ip and Ip Man 2. Ip Man and Ip Man 2. You get so into yeah, the character. Yeah, those are on the Netflix right now. Are they, I really recommend watching. Yeah. Um, I think that's Donnie Yo is is in. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, the guy from the the story of Ricky. Oh, is that who that guy is? Yeah, uh, because I He's have the, the story of Ricky. I have just recently just start to love everything that he is in. And so if I, as I'm scrolling through the iTunes, if I see his name pop up, I'm like, I'm buying it or renting <laughs> it or whatever to watch it. I watch this movie Dragon that he's in, and it's about a. Uh, well, I'll talk about it another time. Uh, but what happens is you get so involved into the story that even though you're reading the subtitles, I get so drawn in that the subtitles are just like I'm hearing the, right. the, the words. And so when I think back, I'm hearing them having the conversation in English, even though I read the translation. And I don't know if that happens with you guys, especially if it's a really good, a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially no, with like that's, I just glossed that's over it. definitely. I think in English mostly, uh, and well, my native language is gibberish, but I think mostly in English. And when you, you know, when I think back, notably the kid and I are watching um, Go Kite yeah, still, Power Rangers, still trying yeah. to figure out what we're going to watch. Yeah, I can think back and I can remember these scenes. We sing along with the theme song phonetically mm-hmm. in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But phonetically, we also know what it means in English. So when I think phonetically, I don't know which part of what means what because they're singing. Right, and right. sometimes when you sing, you put the accent on the wrong syllable. Right. And you walk like an Egypt, Shean. But more importantly, I think back and I appreciate the fact that you can hear those actors' voices. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can hear these iterations or I can, you know, see these moments and the language that I'm thinking in is English. I'm not necessarily remembering reading it off the screen. Right, right. And it's fascinating because the mind lies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. D- Donnie Yen, man, he is great in, in just about everything. I mean, if you think when I was first introduced into the martial arts films, it was Jackie Chan. So everything was Jackie right. Chan. And it's like, oh, this is so cool. And look what he does. And, da, da, da. and then Jet Li comes in. And you're like, oh, look at everything Jet Li can do. Oh, wow, this is so cool. Da, 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 da. And so for a long time, I'm like, oh, yeah, Jet Li's pretty cool. But I watched uh, Jet Li was in the um, Flying Swords of Dragon Gate, and I was like, eh, his martial arts skills aren't as good as Donnie Yen's, <laughs> at least in, in the choreography. But you watch the Donnie well, Yen stuff now. Where's Sammo Hung? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've... Where's Sammo Hung? Uh, but, uh, man, the stuff that he is in is just really good. And there's this movie, Dragon, 
Um, I don't know if it is out in the United States yet or not. I think it comes out in, maybe it just came out. It says it was released in, in China July 4th of 2011, came out December 2nd, 2012 here in the United States, only on 14 screens. But you can watch it now, and this is what I love about iTunes, is that you can get these movies that are in theaters now. And Dragon is a movie that I'm very conflicted on because it is the story of a of Donnie Yen. He plays this, uh, he works at a paper mill. Uh, it's in, it takes place in like 1906, 1920s China. Mm-hmm. He's working at a paper mill mm-hmm. and these two thugs come in one day to the grocery store and are threatening to kill the, the old man if he doesn't give their money. And he steps in and as you witness it, it looks like he is just victim of circumstance. He's wrong place, right? Uh, wrong place, wrong time. Um, but through the fight that goes on and through some incompetence of the people that he's fighting, you believe that everything is just self-defense in the fight. And then this very determined investigator shows up and is like, how can you, a simple peasant person, defeat these two murderers who just got out of jail? And he begins an investigation and finds out that the character that Donnie Yen is playing is a butcher himself, is comes from a crime lord family that just murders people almost for fun. And he was the second in command. He's the son of the, the head of this, of this group. Mm -hmm. And I'm really conflicted because at the one point you're like, okay, I feel sorry for this guy. He's trying to make a life for himself. He's trying to live tranquilly. But then as it's revealed of who he's killed and the implication is that he did kill children at one point, you're like, I don't like you as a character. How can I have any sympathy for you because of this? But it's a really good movie that has some, I mean, I'm in it for a lot of the martial arts and, and it doesn't have as much of the uh, running on water flying through the air as uh, the Flying Swords of Dragon Gate. But it's a really good movie if, if people want to check out something that is not set in 927 BC or something like that as, as most of these are. Um, but Dragon is one that I watched recently that's really good. But uh, again, you start getting into the story so much that the subtitles just fade away and you're just engrossed in the story. Right. And that's not the Bruce Lee. No, 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 that's not dragon. The Bruce Lee story. No, this one is called dragon. You'll know it when you see it. It's got a red, um, it's a red banner, uh, with a dragon banner running right down the middle. It's, it's very cool. Uh, it's only getting a seven out of 10 up on the IMDB. That, uh, Donnie Yen, he has four movies coming out. What has he got coming out? Um, so a yacht. Hey, uh, that soon sun fun, the monkey king, and enter the master. <laughs> Zach on Chinese. <laughs> All of which I'm sure I pronounced perfectly. Yeah, Dragon just came out. Yeah, All's I'm Well That sure Ends Well. I don't know I don't know if that is a uh All's Well Ends Well 2012. Four men go on a heroic mission to help four See. women wind up experiencing a series of mishaps. Now that could be fun. <laughs> Five point six rating out of that. Uh the Monkey King is a story that they tell and retell, I guess because there's so many different incarnations of Tales of the Monkey King. Um, Forbidden Kingdom, I think, has uh, Jet Li and, and Jackie Chan, and Jackie Chan plays the Monkey King in that. It's pretty good. I like the poster for the Monkey King. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It, that, that could probably be a really good movie. Enter the Master. Yeah. Former fighter. Oh, it's good. I mean, um, yeah, it looks all good. I can't wait to see a lot of these. Um, oh, Bodyguards and Assassins is another one that he's in that I watched just recently that is really fascinating, too, because it is about um, the lead up to um, the People's Revolt in China. Uh-huh. And uh, it, supposedly it's based on a true story. I mean, it's based on the true events that happened. Hmm. Uh, it's fascinating. Based. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's only three people that they really target out as born on this date, died on this date and where they were from mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. Um, but it's, it's pretty trippy. Mm. It, it, I mean, it's really good. Now the trippiest movie that I so saw, it's, it's go ahead. It's not that bodyguard movie where the kid from meatballs and the uh, guy from serenity. No, are in it fighting Matt Dillon. Right? No, 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 That's no, no, different. no, 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 mm-hmm. no, okay. no, no, no. This is um, Dr. Sun is coming from Japan to meet with all of these heads or meet with all of these leaders from different parts of China so that they can rebel against, I think it's the Wu dynasty. Um, 
and or I'm sorry, the Quinn the Quinn dynasty or the King dynasty. And they don't they are going to try to uh, assassinate Dr. Sun. And so there's this big thing happening in Hong Kong, which is British controlled and the British don't want anything to do with anything that's going on in China politics. So they basically take a step back and they're going to assassinate Dr. Sun. And so they're trying to get together a group of bodyguards to protect Dr. Sun. And there's this big turnaround plot where they run around the streets of Hong Kong for like an hour while he's secretly meeting with everyone. Mm-hmm. And all the assassins think that this fake, this decoy that's running around town is the real guy and the killing that is going on as they're trying to make sure that this uh, meeting takes place. It's really good. It's got a lot of emotion to it. Um, ugh, really good. Question for someone who's watched a lot of these Chinese Kung Fu movies. Uh, do a lot of the main stars do a lot of the action director act, action directing? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they do. Just on his page, is like, oh, he did all the choreography for all these movies. Yeah, yeah. They they okay. often will do that. Um, especially I mean, again, Ip Ip and um, Ip Man and Ip Man Two. Mm-hmm. Um, Ip Man I think is better than Ip Man Two, but um, Ip Man you can tell that he had to have choreographed everything himself. Um, some of the stuff that gets into the wire rigging stuff where they're like flying right. and jumping and all that stuff that probably has some other people mm-hmm. um, involved. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they're choreographing their own scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, man, what's the other one that I saw with him in it that I was just fell in love with? Oh, Highlander Endgame. No, joking. Um, anyway, lots of really good. I, I'm really getting into, uh, that genre again of films. Do you like these uh, kind of movies, Matthew? Do you like the, the Wushu movies? I do up to a point. I'm not like a big fan, but I kind of love just the, the whole, and I, I lump it all together because frankly, you know, I, I'm not a huge connoisseur. I like the whole, uh, Kung Fu genre thing. Most mm-hmm. of the ones that I've seen are the ridiculous ones. Oh though. yeah, yeah, the the like the Ricky O. I've seen Flying and, House of Flying, not House of Flying Daggers, the uh, oh, House of the Flying Guillotine or whatever it is. And I'm also old, so you know, I I, I like the work of Bruce Lee and all the mm-hmm. thirty guys who pretended to be Bruce Lee after Bruce Lee died. Yeah, there was Bruce Lee with an eye, and uh, <laughs> there was uh, Bruce Liu, I believe there was, but. For me, it's all about things like looking for the bits of Bruce Lee's actual funeral mm-hmm. in uh, the released American version of Game of Death, which mm. seems incredibly horrifying to me. But yeah, I, I like them up to a point. I especially I like the the choreography and the kicky fighting. I don't necessarily like Wireworks fighting as much, but I still yeah. appreciate it. And that was the one thing, you know. Again, watching these Donnie Yen movies, I'm like, oh, you can tell that they're doing very little. I mean, it's it's fighting, fighting. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's real grace. Yeah. But then you watch something like the Jet Li, um, and I'm going back to um, Flying Swords of Dragon's Gate uh, because it's the most recent one that I've seen. And it is just like mm-hmm. wire work after wire work mm-hmm. where it's, I mean, and, and I appreciate the the whole let's run on water, dance on the bamboo and fly through the air kind of stuff. But it's so obvious that, you know, there right. is wire rig removal going on. And going back to... Um, Slappy's uh, comment from last week, a lot of rotoscoping is the wire removing yeah. and just the the body part that needs to be painted out so that you can insert, you know, whatever in, in its place. Right. Uh, a lot of that goes on in rotoscoping and it's pretty apparent in, in some of these too. And I don't, I don't mind it, um, but I like the stuff that really is showing off the super fast punches or the super fast yeah. kicks or whatever right, that's right. going on, so... See, and that's why I think you should watch some of the original Japanese Power Rangers because some of the choreography is just amazing. And the battle sequence where all of the Rangers show up and there's like 180 guys in superhero suits and 180 guys in mook suits just fighting and fighting and fighting. It's a beautiful thing, man. You know it what, is a beautiful thing. You know what my son and I just discovered in the last day or so? Aquabats. What's that? Aquabats Super Show. Yeah, you guys watch no. that? No. Aquabats. Oh there. my gosh. Uh, uh, listeners, I this is another one of those. <laughs> if you like Power Rangers, here's something that's better than Power Rangers. It's Aquabats. Uh, th- how would you describe this? How would you describe Aquabats, Matthew, their, their super show? The... Aquabats super show. <laughs> well, it's... By day, they're it, rockers. It, it, By it, nights, they're superheroes. What? 
Yeah, what if the monkeys were the Fantastic yes. Four, really? Yes, or exactly. Or actually, to be honest, what if the monkeys were the Impossibles? Because their show is fascinating because one one member of the group is, is a robot. Right. And one member of the group is just insane. I like the fact that they've been around for a while. Oh, yeah, as a group. The Aquabats in like the 90s. Yeah, 94, I think, is when they when they started as a, as a band. And I guess as part of their, as part of their show, their stage show, they incorporate a lot of, mm-hmm. we are real superheroes. He's a real robot. Villains jump up on stage and they're fighting these Jimmy guys. Jimmy the robot. Yeah. And it's only been in the last that year that they got this TV show. Mm-hmm. And the Aquabat super show. Really? I, I feel like it takes a lot from the monkeys because it's kind of that same sort of thing where you have the the crazy sort of wackiness going on, but then you also have, you know, Crash McLarson growing 30 feet tall and right, smashing right. everything in sight. Because he can't control his it's emotions. It's fun. It's, yeah. it's fun, and it's something that if you go in and try and take it apart as realistic superheroes. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, then you're an idiot. Well, that's what I say, and that's why I said it's kind of, it's, if you like Power Rangers, you probably will like this because they also fight giant rubber monsters. And they also are a band of heroes that that fight together, um, and of course they play their own Never instruments. Power. Unlike Power Rangers, these guys play their own instruments. <laughs> That's Wait, so right. is, this, is this a cartoon because or is it live action? Kimberly it is a live action show uh-huh. that has a hunt. cartoon built into it, okay. and you can catch this on Netflix right now. Is where okay. it's at. That's where we caught on YouTube. I'm we like, caught it last night on Netflix, and um, I was like, "Well, I know what the Aquabats are. People talk about it." Uh, Mason, go ahead and watch it and we'll sit here for an hour and watch Aquabats. <laughs> we went through about three episodes. Yeah. And what's funny is, and Stephen loves it because the leader has no powers and has bat in his, <laughs> <laughs> he is, uh, he's pretty good, uh, MC bat commander. Um, yes. but what's funny and Mason picked, uh, picked up on this right away. Uh, when they start the next episode, they're like previously in Aquabats. And then they'll show you like some highlights from the previous episode, Mm -hmm. but then they'll throw in shots and scenes that were not at all in the previous episode. (laughs) And uh, the boy's sitting there and he's like, Hey, wait a minute. That wasn't in the last (laughs) episode. I'm like, I know that's the joke. And then he's like, Oh, I get it. And he starts Mm. laughing. (laughs) And it's just like, I don't think you do, but go ahead and enjoy it now. But ah, the, one of the cool special effects, superhero names of all time. Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk. Yes. What a great name. <laughs> I know. That is such a oh Ricky Fitness. I wish I had thought of that because that is a great name. I like Crash McLarson. Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk. They've Crash got some Larson is good. They have some good special effects in this too. Uh Crash can grow grow to yeah. supersize because he can't control his emotions. And it's very well done in the in those effects. And I mean uh there's and one they're practical effects too. And to some, yeah, to some extent, I mean, there's, there's some, there are some graphical effects, like when he's growing, where he gets this blue outline and he's growing up and you see the, the, um, the video feedback, uh, fading away of him. And I'm just like, oh, this is like super chief, um, yeah. from the super friends. But then in this one episode, what's his like, uh, man ant is the villain that they're meeting in the first episode. And Man Ant lures Crash in uh, into this uh, moving van with this little fake puppy, and he gets in there, and he's like, "I'm so mad!" And he starts growing. And they cut away to the outside of the truck, and you see the truck kind of shaking. Mm-hmm. And then they cut back in, and again, it's a practical effect because they've got him now in this small miniaturized truck, and he's cramped in there. He goes, mm-hmm. "Curse these reinforced moving vans!" And it's just really, really, <laughs> really, really great. Uh, but they, uh, they, uh, and again, part of the humor when they first see man ants uh, symbol and, and everything, they go, "Uh Oh, this looks like it's Monat again. And then when they meet him for the first time, he's like, I am man ant. Aren't you supposed to pronounce it Monat? <laughs> it's just really good. I don't know who the target audience is for this because I was tickled. My son was tickled you? this, this morning. <laughs> yes, it is me. And I like it. And I thought it was funny. <laughs> yep. uh it's also good for kids too so uh the aquabats Space if you haven't monster seen monster m all right uh da, 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 da. i was gonna do best and worst of 2012 yeah. do we do we want to do that or we want to skip it for another time 
I think we should hold a week because, you know, I haven't really thought about 2012. I, I'm still, it's only been over for like 13 hours yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. at this point in time. So I'm not necessarily ready to give it a postmortem. I think we should hold off and do it next week when Rigo is back, and then we'll have one of those two-hour-long shows where we all argue about what was good. Yeah, no, that's fine. And it can be everything. I mean, anything and everything. Could be personal, could be sites-wise, could be comics, could be movies, could be anything good or bad of 2012. Yes, the site is Majorspoilers.com. No, that's not the site. My my task for Matthew in 2013... Yes. is to replace all of his Power Ranger yes, pictures so- in uh, the question of the day with pictures of the Aquabats. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I will go back and not do that. <laughs> but if you'd like, in the next 10 to 15 days, I will put an Aquabats reference in secretly. Well, you just, just put the picture in. Into the question of the day. Just put the picture in. Because I no, think we all know what the Power Rangers know what fun. look like by now, so... Uh, Dude, let's there's see. There's 35 teams. I am only halfway through the. I know first that's what's great about years. the Aquabats. There's only one team. <laughs> one. <laughs> I haven't put any five man up. Yeah. Um. All right. I think that will wrap it up for this week's installment, or this day's installment of the Major Spoilers <laughs> podcast. Got so many this other shows. Week. Yeah. Next week, I know we're people are like, oh, I wish you guys would get back into a regular schedule. The top five. And we had the holidays. Rodrigo's out. Yeah. We just didn't want to. We're trying to keep the trying to keep the team together, man. Yeah. We don't uh, so next week he'll be back. Uh, next week probably looks to be a long week for all of us because next week I'm going to bet we're recording multiple major spoilers, top five. Oh crap! Do we? No, we're not ready for a Munchkin Land yet, are um, we? Was Munchkin? Oh, we've got no, Super Munchkin still, still to couple. do, right? Yeah. Super Munchkin Super still to go. Munchkin. But we've also, I think, we're recording Critical Hit next week. So Tuesday and Wednesday, Ooh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday next week are going to be long nights. Thank goodness are Zach we? didn't have to go back to school. I think it is, isn't yeah. it? I don't know. We'll have to look. I don't go back to school for. Are either. we? I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen it on my calendar, and I have to talk to Rodrigo. So, um, we have to because this upcoming weekend is the last is the last one that we have in the can. Uh, so unless we're going to have a skip week, just kick the can down the street. Kids used to do that when you guys were kids, right? Not when we were kids. Oh, no. Farther back? Like maybe when our grandparents were kids. Oh, okay. No can kicking for you No guys. can kicking for us. Got it. We just kicked ass. Oh. That's what we did. Oh, I see yeah. what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you get ants. It's not really not that up. nice. You really shouldn't, shouldn't beat people up. Oh, I'm a pacifist. I don't fight. Oh, good. Not after that time I killed a guy. <laughs> for being a jackass, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for uh, downloading. Thanks Zach, for tuning in. Zach has nothing to worry about <laughs> because if you were going to kill anybody for being a jackass, it would be a solo yeah. show long before <laughs> Zach ever got here. <laughs> and that solo would be Scroll Brian. <laughs> all right, everybody. That wraps it up. Thank you so much for downloading. Thank you for being part of the Major Spoilers experience. Remember, you can contact us at podcast majorspoilers.com, the website Major Spoilers. And the phone number 785-727-1939 if you want to call us. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Major Spoilers, at, at Zach Braff. No, at Z Wolf. No. And <laughs> at Snarky Fat Dude. I, I mean, wish I had, uh, I wish at I had Zach Braff Mighty King Cobra. Uh, at Fearsome Critter. And I think that's about it. All right. Thanks, everybody. I may change it to we Snarky will. King Fat Dude. That'd be pretty funny. Be Might already be taken. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Bye. If I had the X-ray vision of a Superman I could save some bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the rack And although every other page would be backwards, I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well, I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew He'd make me wait out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Away. If I was hulking green or gray, I could bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little me would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would you bag and board your comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. 
What a major spoiler What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, 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 yeah What a major spoiler Major Spoilers is copyright 2013 Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.